In a Saturday morning pajamas Hello and welcome, pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. I'm your host, Jax. And I'm AJ. And we're here with another Road Trip Rambly episode of Saturday Morning Pajamas. Uh, what does this mean? This means we're in the car, we are driving somewhere, and you may hear a few extra obscenities, yelling, slight distractions, basically anything that means we need to pay attention to the other fuckwits on the road who cannot drive faster than the smart car. Yes, please be aware, if you start to hear me go, it's not me having a stroke, it's me having a rage fit. Quite possibly because someone didn't use their flashy lights that are meant for blinkers and signaling. Turn signals, yes. Yeah. Not they're blinkers. Whatever. Same thing. Ish. No, they're not. They're pretty flashy lights according to the driver of that car. Okay. Uh, but this time we actually do have a point to the whole episode, and that is we saw Spider-Man Homecoming the other night and decided to share it with all of you. Yep. Why? I, we know we are a little late to the party, but... That's how it's been for us lately. We've not been able to get to, um, you know, new movies as often as we would like. But that's where we—that's why we have over what a thousand DVDs in our collection. Not quite there yet. We're oh. getting. We're halfway there. We're over halfway there. Okay, I thought we hit the thousand mark. No, I think we're still. At, I think we're at high fives or six uh, hundreds. Oh, okay. Um, and you want to guess how many still have shrink wrap on them? Because <laughs> that's a fun fact as well that we have to count. <laughs> yes. All right. So now why did we go see Spider-Man Homecoming? Well, to be perfectly honest, we need some cheering up. <laughs> yes. This is, uh, we've had a very rough last couple of weeks. And, you know, unfortunately, we just needed something happy and fun. Coming next week, though... We're more than likely to have, or next episode, I'm not too sure uh, with what's going on, when that's going to be, but it's going to be within the next few weeks, for sure. But we're looking at possibly doing a countdown of the movies most likely to make us cry. We're looking at you, Disney, and certain episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, no. Tears are good. They help get out the emotion. <laughs> Tears are good. Me looking like a crying little bitch is not. I'll be sure to get video for y'all. Boo. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into Spider-Man. What is it about? Well, you see, when a mommy spider and a boy named Peter Parker really love each other, they form a bond. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's just uh, preface this with this woman here is the one who has not seen a single of the Spider-Man movies up until now. No Tobey Maguire, no Andrew Garfield. Yes, so... She got to miss out on the constant retelling of Uncle Ben's death. Uncle goes, Ben's dead? He's glaring. Help me. Yes, I am glaring. Um, but yeah, she got to miss out on the constant retelling of his death. And, you know, subsequent... Sub... Whatever. Subsequent. Yeah. The origin story. So she got to go right into it without getting the massive origin story that we've all seen a million times. I know the origin story. I get it well enough. See, and she's never seen the movies. That's why we didn't need an origin story. No. Thank you, Sony. My origin story was getting to see Spider-Man in Captain America's Civil War. Spoiler, he was in Civil War, by the way. <laughs> yes, and they let you know that at the beginning of this movie that he was in Civil War by showing you... Him, go, him going into Civil War. 
Peter Parker's vlogging on his vlogging on his phone, basically. Yes. Which I actually will give the movie credit because this was a very good use of the overused trope of let's do found footage. Yeah. It doesn't last very long. It just gives you bits and pieces and wraps it up nicely without them having to frame everything and just make it really boring. Yep. Um, so we jump right into the story. Peter Parker wants to be a big boy Avenger. Papa Stark says, no, you're too young. <laughs> Papa Stark. Yes. <laughs> now I'm just picturing him all blue with a little with his goatee. We're just going to paint the Iron Man suit. That's all we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great Avengers prank. That would. Paint a suit blue, put a, pin a little uh, white stocking to it. Start calling him Papa Stark. Quick, call Steve Rogers. <laughs> um, so what does any you know, young man do who wants to please his father and prove he's an adult? Goes off and gets into shenanigans and totally fucking things up. Yep. But then he stumbles upon a real actual villainy thing and tries to stop it and hilarity ensues. Yes. Yes. FYI, whatever county we're in needs to repave this road. <laughs> we're oh. just right but right before we end San Joaquin, sweetie. <laughs> Seriously, as I said that, we just passed the county line sign for Sacramento County. <laughs> Yay. And notice how the road is a little smoother. Yep. Anyway. Any county that has to take care of Stockton, you know, they know where their money's going. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's basically the plot, the basic outline for the movie. We're going to get into a little bit more. First, we're going to take a little break, hear a word from some fellow podcasters, and we'll be right back. Bye. serious? A toaster can beat a dragon. Toasters can get really hot. Dragons breathe fire. To see how this and other battles end, find My Thing Can Beat Your Thing on iTunes and Google Play. And send your Thing sightings to at Thing Beats Thing on Twitter. For MTCBYT News, I'm a news person. Every year, TV shows get cancelled. Some not getting picked up for a second season. But there are some unfortunate shows that get pulled before airing all of their episodes. I'm Ed, host of Unaired, a podcast where we take shows canceled with episodes left unaired and give them new life by pitching what could have been future episodes. And so Rodney Dangerfield, he's dead now, and little Rodney walks away. He clicks open the lock on the book. You see a list of crossed out names. Rodney Dangerfield, he takes a pen, crosses it out, and up on the screen it pops up, Where's Rodney? Where's disappears, and the N-E-Y disappears, and just pops up with Rodlander. There can only be one. God damn it. Giving them new theme songs. Welcome to Siegfried and Roy's horny animal kingdom. And even pondering a reboot. What do you think a reboot of this show would look like? It looks like a boot, but like another boot. Two boots. Two boots. A bootception. Check us out on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. Now Papa Smarks, Smark. Stark. <laughs> Papa Smark. He loves wrestling. Yes. <laughs> no, um... So if you haven't seen the movie yet, go see it. Part of what our apprehension was, we had heard 
some not great things about the movie. We heard that all the big set pieces were in the trailers. Um, Wayzers kind of in. I actually really enjoyed it. I will agree that there was a snapshot from majority of the big action set pieces in the trailer. However, they went on far be the actual seats went far beyond, and they were still really enjoyable. Yep. So it's definitely something that don't hinder you. I compared it a little bit almost to Star Trek Beyond, and that it was a great, enjoyable movie. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call it a popcorn flick, because usually those are a little bit less noteworthy. But it was still a very good movie, very enjoyable, and more memorable than Star Trek Beyond, honestly. So, in this movie, we have our main characters. We have Aunt May, played by Marissa Tomei, who is still like 20 years old in my mind, and that person from a bunch of movies I saw in the early 90s. Yeah, there's only one part in this movie that I think they really portray her as looking kind of old and that's when they go out to get Thai food and that's only because they show her up close and they make sure to accentuate any kind of wrinkles she has yeah and they put old lady glasses on her yeah that's about it but god damn if Marissa Tomei isn't still somewhat attractive well she's like 52 or something yeah well my my whole my whole mind skewed on that whole attractiveness scale because I still think uh, you know Allison Hannigan is fucking hot but you know considering how what well, she's what she just hit her 50s I think I don't know if she's that old I'm not too sure uh, either way oh. someone had a crush on Willow damn straight I did Dark Willow oh yeah <laughs> and I'd let her flay me any day but, yeah because you try to get between her and Tara I would definitely try to get between her and Tara. Back to Spider-Man. <laughs> Anywho. Um, the, uh, we out, our other main characters are, of course, Peter Parker. We have his friend Ned, who is like... Okay, I can describe Ned so many ways. He's like bumbling idiot. Not bumbling idiot friend, but... He is like one step above Millhouse. Yeah. We were able to decipher two different um, headcanons. At the end of the movie with us and a friend that we went to go see at the movie. First headcanon is that since Marvel is, you know, this is set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is owned by Disney. We believe that he is um, the kid from Up. Russell. Yes. Which you can kind of of see. um, Because Russell was in the city and, you know, you never know which city it is. What was the second headcanon now? He is Wade from Kim Possible. Yes. Seriously, he's like, oh my god, that's so cool. And then he kept... Spoiler again, he kind of finds out how Peter's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to be that guy in the chair who does all the cool... Um, Let me look at the map. Let me take care of this. Let me take care of that for Especially you. Especially the man behind... He wants to be the man behind the scenes. He wants to be his gal Friday. Yes. So... And he, he does at one point. Though... During the during the climax, he's actually gets to fulfill his dream a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then something happens, and then he just disappears for the rest of the set piece. Yep. Like I'm like, okay, some friend you are you, you know something happens where you get you know you kind of have to change things up, and you just disappear on him. I was looking up porn. Yeah, <laughs> that's an excuse. He, he gets caught in the school's computer lab. Um, 
while there's a dance going on because that's when, you know, of course the villain strikes. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> the teacher catches them and it's like, I can't tell them that, you know, I'm helping Spider-Man. So I'll tell the, te- the old lady teacher I'm looking at porn. Because yep. that's going to go much better for me. Yep. Using the school computers to look at porn. Yeah. yeah. That's not going to get you arrested and uh, make you have to, you know, sign up as a sexual, a sex offender at all. Only if he admits that was porn of fellow students. No. Any porn. Oh, awesome. Yep. Uh, other big character. Then there was this kid named Flash. I guess in the comics he was some football jock bully. Yes. Now he is a, he's today's bully. He is the snobby, rich, douchebag kid. Who everybody pretends to like because he has cool stuff and has he's rich. Yep. And yeah, he's a really big douchebag. There's actually a scene where a lot of people are in danger. They're they're trapped in a falling object and they have to get out. Yep. And the girl that Peter likes is in there too. He goes before her and makes sure they save they save like an object of his, like a personal art um, item. Uh-huh. You know, say that, not worrying about the girl at all. Or anyone else in there. Yeah. Just himself and the object. Yes, so, douchebag. <laughs> yep. Um, and then I think the final big character is Batman. Yes, it's Batman. I am Batman. Batman, Spider-Man. Spy- uh, I am Batman. I am Spider-Man. Jump over the house. We're best friends. So, yeah, they... We're not talking Ben Affleck Batman, no. No. We're, we're talking not the original Batman, but the 1980s Tim Burton actor who portrayed Batman. Which a lot of people, especially in our generation, would still consider that the original Batman. Although, to be fair, our generation, we still had reruns of Adam West. Yeah. So. Adam West. Adam Wee. <laughs> Adam Wee. Anyway. So. Yeah, so as what she meant by Batman, we are talking Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is played, um, playing the villain, the Vulture. And he was damn good as the villain. Oh, Michael Keaton is, he is pants-wettingly terrifying as as a villain. Nearly but, every time he's on screen, it, he is very char- charismatic. Yep. And he's slimy. Like, we talked about him already Aww. in The Founder this year. Yep. Both are equally slimy guys. It's just in slightly different ways. Yep. He, he plays it so well. And there's one scene. I'm not going to spoil it. But there's one scene between him and Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just like ultimate nightmare fuel right there for a teenager. Oh, yeah. No, I, I would have been pissing myself going, ah, ah, Help me, Mommy. I'm gonna call my aunt May and get picked up and go home now. Yes. Bye bye. We do have a few other cameos. Um, so technically, uh, Captain America is in this, <laughs> and you know what? He may have been my second favorite character in the movie. That he is probably one of the best cameos in in this movie. So. Gotta keep in mind where you are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where the Avengers do exist, and uh, you know the world knows about Captain America, how he was Steve Rogers who got frozen in ice. So uh, obviously they want him to make him that American symbol, so he does educational.
educational videos for high schools. Like in PE and in for detention. Now some of you may notice that you're growing hair down there. Those types of things. <laughs> uh, but keep in mind also, this is after the Slovakia, uh, Slovakia Accords? Uh, I can't remember what it was. Something like that. It, basically after all the shit went down in, in Civil War, so everybody thinks that Captain America is a traitor no, and not, evil. No, not Civil War. The, um, though... Oh, no, no, the, yeah, I guess the Accords were for Civil War. Yeah. The actual incident was from Avengers 2. Yeah, Age of Ultron. But yeah. but this is where, like, he took off with Bucky and all that stuff, and everybody thinks he's evil. Yeah. Um, one of the teachers who actually played the video made a point of saying, just watch it. Like, I have to, government says I have to show it, even though he's a traitor or something like that. Yeah, I guess uh, Captain America's a traitor, but they're paying me to show this, so. Yeah, that, that, that character was played by Hannibal Burris. You don't know who Hannibal Burris is. He's the incredibly chill black comedian that is plays that general role right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a couple of points in there where he is, and, and then I don't care what you heard. There is a mid credit scene. There is an end credits bit. Anthony had not had heard there wasn't. I had heard that there was a uh, that there was an end credit bit. I didn't hear about the mid credit scene. Okay, and so we weren't sure, and it, on one hand, it's the stupidest end credit scene, on the other hand, it's my favorite end credit scene. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for you, because I want you to see this, because it's just great. And it, it is a, fa- it is pretty goddamn funny. Um, was there any, let's see, and then there's Tony Stark, um, mm-hmm. or any of the other Avengers in this? No, it was just Tony Stark. Um, they did show a couple of things and made rev- and made verbal references to them along with a couple visual ones, but nothing like, nothing out- outright blatant. Yeah. Like, actually showing them. Oh, that reminds me of the little plot hole or wherever we can't figure out. So, there's a scene where we're talking about the inventory of the Stark Enterprises. Yep. Because if you remember, Stark had Stark Tower, but then at the end of... At the end of Civil War, there's, you know... The Avengers are no more. Captain America split off from the Avengers. But they had that big old um, compound up in. Oh, look at motorcyclist! I'm sure we won't see him dead earlier on the or later on the road. Aww. Guy does not have a jacket on. His shirt's riding up, and he's cutting lanes really closely. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so they have this big compound, and so when they're talking about like moving some items and stuff, uh, they mention. Thor's belt, mm-hmm. and then they mention some prototypes for Captain America's shield. Right. But knowing how Civil War ended, I'm like, wait a minute here. Why do they still have this? So, either were they working on it before, or it, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay, this prototype for the new shield was this like something that was they were discussing before everything happened, or is this just, you know? And they don't show us what it looks like. No. So we, However, my from what my assumption is, it's going to be that clear shield, the one that's at, that is probably made of some like hard light fixture or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's the one I think it's going to be because the original shield, the one they they showed, was made from vibranium. Okay. Vibranium is the uh, metal that makes uh, Wakanda so rich. Yes. So, but you know, no, it's a third world nation. Yeah, sure. Well, no, do you know why they call it Third World Nation? Hmm. Well, First World were the ones that took part in the World Wars. Uh-huh. 
third world are the ones that did not take part in any major global conflicts. Really? That, yeah, that's what it means. It's not... Oh. Third world technically doesn't mean poor nations. It's just the rich ones are the ones that could afford to fight. Oh. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I heard that a while ago. I was like, oh, okay. And I forget a second... I forget what um, second world was. But we rarely, rarely hear that, so I'll have probably to look one, that up. Probably not ones that took that took a direct part into it. Maybe just so, still some ones are still very close to it. Yeah. Like maybe Switzerland is considered a second world nation? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look that up on Wiki when we get when we're done driving. Yeah. So now trying to think of what else comes to mind from this movie because that, that was all stuff that just was off the top of my head yeah. <laughs> um, so Peter Parker there is a girl he likes yep. uh, her name is Liz so no it's not Mary Jane no it's not Gwen Stacy I know I don't know any other girls from the Spider-Man universe I can name drop although to be fair I I thought they might have been hinting at Gwen Stacy with one of Liz's friends but I could be completely wrong with it because remember, because remember, uh, Liz had that one blonde friend that had that had the black, um, the yeah. black hair thing. Well, and, and she also looked really fucking young, like she was twelve or eleven. To be fair, Peter's supposed to be fifteen. Yeah, but um, and then as well, they did. There was an IMDb trivia about how there was a female Spider-Man counterpart uh-huh. in this movie, and they gave her first name as Cindy. And when I went to the castle, I saw a character named Cindy that was one of Liz's friends who, who maybe got a line. I don't know. They really didn't flesh them out very well. Um, no. They weren't that important to the story. My theory is they kind of threw them in there so that way if when it comes to... Um, World building. Yeah, when it comes to part two, you can go like, oh, an Easter egg. I remember this. Yeah. And the, there's another thing about this movie that I really did enjoy is which was the world building. They built... They've already built two villains into this movie. Mm-hmm. No, three. There are three, although you don't know, you don't get to the third one till the very end. So, would it be okay for me to go ahead and talk about... Say which yeah, ones? Okay. Vulture. So, yeah, your primary villain is Vulture. Then you have uh, one of the henchmen of the Vulture, which is, you know, is the Shocker. And then we have the Scorpion, which I... I didn't catch on until everyone else told me. It's like, oh, that's the Scorpion. Oh, yeah, that makes sense now. Okay. But anyway. So, yeah. So, you have those three villains. Now, they don't all play take an active role in this movie. No. The Shocker play, like I said, is essentially a henchman in this movie. But can easily be built up to be the... Um, what I'm saying is by world building, they can easily be building up towards the Sinister Six movie that they've been teasing for the last few years. Basically, the shocker is this is his origin story. Yeah. But done in five minutes. Yep. Um. Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So yeah, and, and like I said, I like what I liked is the world building. It's just it. You, if they wanted to branch this off, like Sony de- definitely does, I could see where they're going to go with it. But I'm hoping they keep it connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe at least tangentially because I do want to have Spider-Man in a future Avengers movie. I want, I would absolutely love for 
Sony to go ahead and do contract negotiations with Disney so they can go ahead and have them all do it but still be produced by Sony or have Disney buy them back but Disney's not going to buy them back just yet because it's making Sony too much money yeah right now I know there's I know that uh there's going to be uh, Spider-Man's going to be in um, Infinity War yep if friggin Tom can keep his mouth shut because <laughs> if yeah. you didn't hear the actors play Spider-Man may have let a few plot points slip about the new movie no no see the plot points that he let slip which is why they're only giving him part of the Infinity War script is because they gave him access to the uh, um to um uh Guardians of the Galaxy and he let slip the plot point about um his fault about um about uh what's his name um the father yeah about the whole father son thing okay why did they give him that script because he's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it gives him you know he can watch he, the damn movie like the rest of us yeah or get a screener but yeah. he still would have let it slip yeah which is why he's gotten restricted like because he's in trouble which makes me think that he really is Peter Parker because that's basically the character the character that they made that yeah that yeah, but that which leads us into the fact of looking at Tom Hiddleston. Is it Tom Hiddleston? No, it's not Hiddleston. I can't remember his last name. I think it starts with the R. Holland. Tom Holland. Oh, Holland. Okay. No. Yeah, Holland. Holland. Okay. Hiddleston's Loki. Right, right, right. So Holland. So this is what is about him as Peter Parker. So he plays. He's probably the best combo Peter Parker Spider-Man that has been in the series so far. In all the other movies, you know, you have, of course, in the first one, it's Tobey Maguire, and the second one's Andrew Garfield. I personally have not, still not seen the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man movies, but this is, from what I have heard, Andrew Garfield plays a great Peter Parker, while in the originals, um, Tobey Maguire plays a great Spider-Man. But not both. But not both. I think that, um, Holland... I think he is probably the best combination of the two. He has the great, the proper nerdiness for the, um, for the nerdiness and geekiness for Peter Parker while carrying that, um, that kind of cool snarkiness that you get with Spider-Man. I also think what helps is that he's younger. Mm-hmm. So they're playing, they're put, they put him in high school. Yep. And so, goddamn Sacramento, fix your damn road. Sorry about that background noise. Um, but so he, they put him in high school, which then gives him the advantage of having that awkward teenage, that vibe, that, that, um, characteristic, instead of just making it someone in their twenties who acts, who's still as awkward as a 15 year old. Yep. So I think that helps out a lot. And then while we didn't get his origin story, we do still get that teenager trying to find himself. Yep. Uh, some of the trivia I read was they had the cast watch a lot of John Hughes movies just to kind of get into that, like, this should be, like, a, a coming-of-age teenage film. Right. And I'm like, okay. I can see that, and that kind of... I think that also is why they got a lot more fun in this movie. Now, the other adventure movies were a lot of fun, but this one seems younger. Yeah. It seems like a much more... A, a, I almost think this one's more of a fun movie than just action movie. Yeah, almost definitely. There is... There is a lot more comedy to this movie 
than has been in a lot of the superhero movies, but that Marvel's always actually, in my opinion, Marvel's always kind of been best at doing, giving you those great comedic moments mm-hmm. in the Language. cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one you seem to love the most. I don't know. I think my probably one of my favorites is from the first Thor movie when he smashes the glass on the bot on the ground. Bring me another. <laughs> yes, Thor. Mm. We really need to sit down and watch uh, Dark World. Yeah, before Ragnarok. Yeah, that comes Ragnarok out. looks so good. Is that September or November? November. Okay, so Thanksgiving. Yep. <laughs> Yes, I know, I know. The South Park episode with Natalie yeah. Portman and the Thor reference. I don't know. Open the porthole. Mm, no. Please? Mm, okay. <laughs> um, um, I think, yeah, I think that's pretty much about sums up Spider-Man. Yep. Um, I don't want to get too much more away, so we better stop now. Yeah, because we're, we're at the point right now where we're trying, we're really censoring ourselves from giving things away. And I, there's been a few points where I've almost I've had to catch myself already. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's a really fun movie. If you go early in the day, if you're able to, that's great. I know some theaters will do like discount days. Definitely check it out. Uh, at the least, check it out when it comes to video. Uh, video, <laughs> yeah, Blu-ray. <laughs> I still have yet to see a truly awful Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Um, however, there is still one that I had not been able to get through yet, which we just talked about is Thor Dark World. I tried. I got so bored. Same here. Within like the first 10 minutes, it's like, oh. And I sat through the Hobbit Extended Edition, uh, like about a month or two ago. And yeah, and that's a thing, man. That's like, first off, first off, I'm going on a tangent here. We didn't need an extended edition of the Hobbit. No, we didn't need the Goblin Sing Song singing. No. Didn't need you know the extent. We, really we didn't, didn't need three hobbits. No, we didn't need three hobbits. We technically didn't need an extended edition of Lord of the Rings because the original ones were great by themselves. Fucking like nine hours a movie without the extended edition. Yeah, I'm cool. I don't need twelve hours a movie. No, unless we're watching Stephen King's The Stand, I don't need anything over eight hours. Right. Uh, and getting into The Stand, we'll talk about this probably later. I really want to... I've heard so many bad things about it already, but I want to see Dark Tower just because of the fact that Randall Flagg's in there. Yeah. And I hear he's the fucking highlight of the movie, too. Well, not him, per se, but... We're resting on McConaughey? Yeah. Think about that. I know, right? Why don't you read the book? I just gave you the damn book. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Yes, I... And then that might make me want to see the movie even more. True. But I heard they cut a lot out... I. Honestly, I think Stephen King is so much better when they get to do when they do the miniseries like they did in the nineties. Yep. Because you actually got more of the film. No, in. no, I we can't say that because you know, Langoliers. But we got. Well, okay, this, we got well, yeah, the Shine was cinematic, but we got the Stand, we got Rose Red, which I still enjoy. Um, I know there's some others. It's just um, it it was a miniseries. Yes. It was so much... It just worked so well. Because you got to get more of the movie in. Yeah, we had to censor a bit because of things, but... <laughs> I don't think we took away too much. <laughs> <laughs> and, who, and who can fault fucking... Um, Tim Curry. Tim, thank you. Who can fault Tim Curry as uh, Pennywise? Who can fault Tim Curry, period? 
Oh, I can. I know of a few movies I can fault Tim, Tim Curry for, but True. I still love Tim Curry no matter what. Yeah. This, this man was the... I grew up watching Tim Curry, and I'm not talking about, you know, the wild thornberries and, or Home Alone. I'm talking, I grew up watching Rocky Horror Picture Show, which, you know, <laughs> yeah, not really appropriate for, you know, you know, seven, eight-year-old, but, eh, eh yeah. it, gave, it gave me a love for musicals. Yeah, I grew up watching Freddie and Jason around those ages, so... Yeah, let me go out there and thank my babysitter at eight years old once again for letting me watch Silence of the Lambs. You know, that really shaped me. Now, the funny thing is I've told you about this before. I don't know if I've told the audience. When I when I was growing up, my dad had... Um, my mom and dad were split up. So I'd go to mom and dad, you know, alternate weekends. General, like, you know, general parent and split... Um, what's the word? Uh... Custody. Yeah, general split custody stuff. So, at my dad's house, most violent and violent for violent sakes movies were banned. So, not a lot of horror movies or stuff like that. At my mom's house, it was sexual content was banned. So, it's like kind of a weird dichotomy where I'd get to go, I, I see one at my dad's and see the other at my mom's. So, so you got to see it all then. Pretty, not all of in it. In more but, ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's not get into that. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, it's, it's just that weird dichotomy of growing up, you know, seeing m- many things that a lot of kids didn't see. But, you know, knowing our generation, a lot of kids did see. <laughs> yep. Anywho. All right, well. I think that's about it for today. We've rambled a bit. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. All of our listeners on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean Player, um, TuneIn, Spreaker. There's a bunch of others. Basically, wherever you can stream a podcast, we're there. Um, If I'm not, let me know and I will fix it. (laughs) Um, But thank you again. If you like this podcast even a little bit, why not consider becoming a Patreon? We have more information at the website, nonoms.net. That's www.nonoms.net. Um, there's actually a little link for the tip jar on the top, as well as going to be a blog post with information about today's show. I think y'all should check it out. Um, right now we're recording this on the, let's say, the 5th? Uh, it is the 5th. Yep, so we're recording this on the 5th. Uh, this is probably going to go up, this is going to go up next week, uh, the following weekend. Um, so we're going to try and get a few more episodes in the can so we can get a little bit more on track. Uh, but if there's anything you want to see, you think we need to see, let us know in the comments. Um, so I guess this is Jack signing off. This is AJ. Bye. Bye.